I ended yesterday by speaking about saving argument by seeing what God's purposes are in all of this and how we can really save ourselves an awful lot of grief if we allow him to tell us who we should vote for. Um, and I quoted uh, 1 Peter 2, 13 to 17. So I want to give you that in full today just to reinforce this. And it's headed up submission to government. Therefore, submit yourselves to every ordinance of man for the Lord's sake, whether to the king as supreme or to governors, as to those who are sent by him for the punishment of evildoers and for the praise of those who do good. For this is the will of God, that by doing good you may put to silence the ignorance of foolish men, as free, yet not using your liberty as a cloak for vice, but as bondservants of God. Honour all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honour the king. The scripture is telling us to obey people we didn't vote for, don't agree with and don't particularly like. It's here respect for the person and the position come into play as we submit our ideas to the Spirit of God whose ways again remember are higher than ours. And Paul, we said, didn't mean the gifting when he talked about as many as our sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, but it was about dependence on the Spirit. Because when the Gospels were written, the land of Israel was under occupation and it was much worse than it is for us today. The Jews were in the fifth cycle of discipline and yet Paul says to obey these people, the oppressors, and submit to their demands. So bringing up to date, if you're rebelling against those who are in authority over you, the governing authorities, the scripture shows you you're in rebellion to God because it's he who placed them in that position for his sovereign purpose, and it isn't a good place for you to be, beloved, on the wrong side of God. The truth, when it first comes, is usually negative. And we react violently and negatively to it because it's our fallen nature, our old man, and that's in ascendancy rather than the spirit man. We're having a grey day hissy fit in a carnal moment, both together. We are in perilous times and the prophets are calling us back to our roots, back to our God, back to his word, back to his standard for our lives. Righteousness restored. The creator-creature relationship restored. Before he returns there will be a great harvest of souls. Right now he's reviving us in preparation for the task ahead. Many things are not coming out the way we think they should, but God's working out his divine purpose to have a bride fit for his son. So awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you, as Ephesians 5.14. As the days become darker, our peace, tranquility, and purity of life will be what attracts those around us. Beloved, do not forget you are a part of a holy nation a royal priesthood, a people belonging to God. You are part of a nation never before seen on the earth, whose God indwells them, a nation within a nation whose God is the Lord, and this world is not your home. You are a citizen of another country where the law is the law of love from a pure heart. And here again Romans comes to our rescue. Romans thirteen eight to 14 Oh no one anything except to love one another. 
for he who loves another has fulfilled the law. For the commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, but you shall love your neighbour as yourself. Love does no harm to a neighbour, therefore love is the fulfilment of the law. It ends up with saying, but put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to fulfil its lusts. Make no provision, beloved. I rest my case. Tomorrow we'll look at submission in the workplace, employers and employees alike. If you still have the strength, follow me there. God bless you.